Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Sorry, man. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Quick Christmas 28. Um, my name is Deck. This is Tim. Just plain old Tim. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Um, Hello. What's hanging, man? <laughs> what's hanging? <laughs> Plenty of things are hanging, Deck. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. Intro really threw me off. That was like the weirdest one yet, with it being so like low key. Um, I just couldn't. Nothing was coming to me. I just didn't have any adjectives lined up. I just couldn't do it today. Yeah, I know. Right as the countdown was happening, to start of the episode, you're like, "This is going to be a shit intro." Hi, everyone. Just, just letting you know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good, man. Um, I'm still a little bit sick, so. Um, I feel fine, like the headache's gone and all that sort of stuff, which I had last week. Um, but I just, you know, when you just got that like really annoying like tickle in your throat, um, and it's just like the worst. And like every time you breathe in, you can like feel it, and you just you just have to like clear it. Uh, I've got yeah. I've got that at the moment, and yeah, it's kind of the worst. Um, I'm starting to get that, man. I can feel it coming on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of stuff going around at the moment. Um, that time of year yeah but i mean to be honest it really hasn't been that bad i've been able to just go up to my day-to-day life like normal because colds can really knock you on your feet sometimes it just make you feel like garbage like you literally just don't want to get out of bed um i haven't really had that you know um so it's just been a mildly inconvenience really but um but yeah no apart from that yeah just sort of the usuals um i haven't been doing too much gaming this week uh the normal Final Fantasy and stuff like that. I've been playing offline um, because I, mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. There's a, there's a bit of a, a drought for um for for Xbox at the moment, and uh, I mean I guess we were kind of we were just really into the Halo flighting, and then that just got ripped out from under us. So now I just yeah I kind of just want that game or I want something similar. Um, I know it's but... that remorse, like that feeling you get after like really enjoying a beta or something like a limited time thing. You're like ugh, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's that, um, and then I don't know for, for for some reason we kind of fell out of Destiny too as well. I, I'm not really too sure why because I feel like we were both quite enjoying it, um, and I've kind of wanted to hop back on a few times, but we haven't managed to. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm still down to play it. I guess it's just um, like the Battlefield beta. There's some other things. Yeah, I'm dipping my yeah. toes in as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I've played mostly this week on Xbox is just a you know a, a couple hours, a few hours on that um, Battlefield beta, um, which yeah, it's quite um, it's definitely it's definitely something to talk about. Um, we, we've got a topic on it, so we'll, we'll yeah, swing back around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Apart from that, that's that's kind of been my uh, my gaming this week. Like I said, I've still been a little bit sick, so a lot of just binge watching TV and stuff rather than actually. <laughs> playing games you know 
Makes so sense. Makes sense. Sometimes it do be like that. I did for some reason play Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> on, on on my Switch. I don't know why. Oh yeah, that's um, nice. Yeah, it's a good so, game. Great game, even. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, the stuff that I'm, I'm reading is uh, like the articles on it. It's definitely coming along. They're they're, they're definitely introducing so much stuff, which we all all knew was going to happen. Um, and it just got a PC announcement as well. I think, like literally. Yeah, just I heard that. Day, which is kind of cool. Yeah. If only they bring it to consoles. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, other consoles, should I say? But I don't know. Switch doesn't seem like a console sometimes. It's 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 a bit weird that they chose to bring it to a to the Steam platform and not, and they didn't put it on Sony uh, on PlayStation or Xbox, especially considering how Ni- well World did. Like, right? It's kind of weird. It's just a bit, Nintendo literally just. I think there was a document a couple of months ago that showed how much they paid for it. And it was like a stupid amount of money. You know, it was like three hundred million or something. Uh, to just like lock it down to um, Nintendo platforms only in terms of consoles, so it, yeah, it's never going to turn up. But then, but which then is they, stupid. They locked it down to Nintendo only, but then they put it on PC. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense for consoles. Yeah, for for consoles, but it is stupid because like they're going to make a World Two, and World Two is going to be on consoles, and like surely it hurts the brand more to not have Rise like multi-plat because by the time world 2 rolls around loads of people are going to miss out on rise and they're going to be like i just missed like what <laughs> like it is confusing like it's generally confusing mm-hmm. how they do some games um on consoles and some not it's, and it's i i imagine they're going to take some inspirations from from rise as well and implement them into world 2 because there's a lot of stuff that rise does pretty cool like i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they they give you the option for for palamutes and um palicos in world 2 because people love the Palamutes. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they imp- integrated the Wirebug in some way. And a lot of people that pick up World 2 are just going to be like, well, I just completely missed this installment of this Wirebug and all these Palamutes. I don't know what the fuck this is, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of strange. but It's it, it's just so annoying, man, because that, that game's wicked. Like, if anybody who hasn't tuned into, like, earlier... Uh, like episodes of the show like you'll know that we we love monster Hunter. like we have so many hours in there across the franchise and you know like monster Hunter world i'm pretty sure we both say is one of one of our favorite games ever made probably um so rise and rise is amazing i just like it's just it's just so gimped by the switch that it's just like it's really hard for me to like have a continued interest in yeah. the switch doesn't have online functionality thankfully they just added bluetooth function which does make my life a bit easier because my other headset is so like, i could because before I had a problem where I couldn't, we spoke in an Xbox party, yes. but I had to have uh, a Bluetooth adapter under their ear cup to like listen to the sound. It's so dumb. But so now I'd actually be able to do it properly. I say properly, like I have to use the Xbox to speak. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's just dumb stuff like that. And like the frame rate, it like uh, it's fine most of the time, but there are drops and it's, th- I'm just so like uh, beyond. 30 frames now. I'm just like so done with it. Yeah. Um we just got spoiled this, with world, didn't we? And then it's just totally. And then, I mean it's it's not it's a nice change of pace because it's it's a lot more colourful than world in, in in like its own way. It uses like an old school monster hunter palette and stuff like that. World is a bit more uh I don't know if you want to say like gritty and a bit more um realistic i guess in its graphic style um hmm. so it's a bit more grounded yeah yeah it's it, it, it it's a nice change um but yeah i mean when you go back to world it's oh, world yeah is a, such a good looking game i don't think people yeah, give world enough credit for how no. good it looks yeah. it looks fucking fantastic 
you're definitely right. It's it's crazy that a game like Monsanto World, I, I still like, I'm like shocked that that game exists. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, I don't know how that game exists. Like how that game came out to like 90 plus Metacritic, like completely enamored like the West. Like the now that's like yeah. a staple like name, like a franchise. Broke like most, all Capcom most sales records and everything. Right. It's just crazy. it like looks. It's like one of the best looking games I would say of this gen. That the animations and all the on all like the monsters are ridiculous. Like and you know some of it's just so cool. Like they botched a couple of things like the campaign together, but for the most part, you know, yeah, excelled in everything else. Um, so yeah, and I think there are just there's just there's just enough things that when I go back to Rise, it, Rise just makes me want to play World. Mm-hmm. I'm like I miss being able to play on my gamepad, even though I bought an expensive adapter to use my Elite controller on the Switch. It's like just. It's, I can do it. It's just none of it's ideal. And it's just like I, this faff I cannot fucking stand, especially when the, the Xbox is such a, like the Series X is so good at being convenient. Yeah. Um, so I just like can't, it's just, it bothers me so much. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is a real shame. And I mean, we say all of these things and it, it, it bothers us and uh, we didn't play it as much as the other Monster Hunters. We still sunk like triple figures at like hours into the game. Like that's how much we love the franchise. Like Rise, we're very on and off with, um, because it's on a weird platform and we don't get on well with it. But we still, we still sunk like a hundred plus hours into it. Um, yeah, I'll probably get back to it at some point. But it's um, yeah. Well, they're adding so yeah, much stuff. Bummer. They're adding like G rank and they've added like new Elder Dragons and loads of new monsters and and stuff like that. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's kind of that's kind of be me. We went a bit of a little monster to tangent there, but um, well, I'm in a tangent mood, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be one of those one of those episodes. But speaking of the Switch, I'm playing Mario Rabbids at the moment. Whoa, that's a segue. <laughs> yeah. That is a segue. Um, game kind of rocks. <laughs> I've I've had it for ages, but I haven't um, booed it up because I've just been like playing Hades. Or just, is it just the first never one? Ends. Just the first round. First one. I don't think the second second one's not out yet. I don't think. Oh, I could have um, sworn they released another one or like a spin-off of one. I could have sworn I'm, there was a second installment. No, they they, they didn't. They did announce a sequel uh, at the last Nintendo Direct, I think, or maybe the one before. Um, but I'm fairly sure it's it's not out until like early 22, okay. maybe in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spark of Hope or some shit is called. But anyway, yeah, it's um, it's good, man. I just I really like these. I, I've said it before, but I just really like these XCOM style games. I don't know what else to call them because I'm sure there's a uh, name for it, like a proper name other than like strategy. But you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't really know what the actual technical name for that style of game would be. It just falls under strategy, doesn't it's it? A, but yeah, it's like turn-based, grid-based, like strategy, push. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so it's good, man. It's it's like really movement-heavy. Um, in that, I don't know if you've like seen it before, but like you can like just run at people to get like a dash off, or you can like bounce off your teammates. You like fucking, you can run up to them and ping like off in the distance. Oh, and then there's like skill trees and there's currency and there's like loads of weapons. Like, oh, this is a Mario game. Um, yeah, it's the gameplay itself is really fun. Um, and the, like the all the upgrade and progression systems are really fun. Some of the stuff is like obviously cheaped out on like cutscenes. It just like nonsense. Nobody speaks. There's like speech bubbles and everybody just grunts and make noises. And like Mario, whenever you select like Mario, for example, or any of the characters, I think there's like six you get in total, um, or maybe eight. Um, he just has like three things which he says. He's either like, it's Mario time, or he's like, 
<laughs> like, and, and that's it. And like, it's like, is that it? Is that all you're going to give me? You're just like, you're just a shell of a person, Mario. You don't, you're not even a real thing. Um, yeah. So, but other than that, I'm actually, I'm having a really good time with that. I'm, I'm quite surprised. Um, there's some things, there are some things in it, which are surprisingly inaccessible considering it's a Mario game. Like it doesn't tell you, it's not very clear with like what keywords are. You know how it like Hades, if you hover over something, it'll say, Bop, oh, weakened means that you take 20% less or enemies deal. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like that. Even like Gears Tactics was really good with that. Um, yeah. It kind, of, it kind of made me miss Gears Tactics a bit because <laughs> the, the kills in that were so crunchy and satisfying. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. Have a good time. Um, oh, no. What's the matter? No, there's a wasp. Oh, God. <laughs> it's ah. a wasp. <laughs> Get out of my room. You're gonna karate chop it. Okay, carry on speaking. <laughs> Distract me. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome the third, um, the third co-host, man. <laughs> yeah. Waspy boy. Welcome what? We should give it like a Smash Bros. intro. <laughs> like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah. fun. Wasp that. joins the fight. <laughs> um, God, it was so big. Okay, um, I'm a bit distracted now. That was that. You talk no, about rabbits. done with my Switch tour. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I did. I was. Gonna, I, I haven't got it on the notes, but I was going to say obviously the Switch OLED came out, and so did uh, Metroid Dread. I don't know anything about Metroid to be honest. I'm just really surprised that people are like really in love with the Switch OLED, considering everybody when it got announced, everybody was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it's an OLED screen. Yeah, we OLED screen's great. But it's the same thing, but more expensive. And then people get it and they're like, oh, Nintendo, you're the best. And it's like, what? You know what an OLED screen is and nothing else has changed. Like, I know there's like the kickstand is a little bit better and the it was like, charging dock looks a bit sleeker. And the screen is a bit wider. Yeah, it? It, was, it was something stupid. It was like 0.6 inches bigger or something. So yeah, they just got rid of the bezel, the black border. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I don't know. It's cool. But for for how long, how long has the Switch been out now? Good question. 2016, maybe? Five years, yeah. Something like that. For it, for its next instalment, five years later, I expected something a little bit better than that. Like, I, I expected it to do do some stuff, you know. I mean, is it even capable of 4K? I don't even know if it is, is it? It's still no! Just, it's still just 1080p. No. 1080p, if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're I, fucking yeah. Lucky. handheld, you're probably still running 720. Like, I don't know. It's it's fine. And yeah. what what's what's the markup on this thing? How much does this thing cost compared to a normal switch? A hundred extra dollars um, or something? I think so. Um, I think it's like, uh, I mean, how much was the switch for us? A lot, like three hundred quid, right? Uh-huh. So okay, I, I think it's like three fifty. Let's have a look. Okay, so switch I guess it's not, I guess it's not too much more. But uh, I can see it on Amazon for three hundred and ten. Okay, all right. That's that's not too bad, I guess. Because I think I yeah, I think I got my Switch w- with a game, albeit for like yeah, I think it was like high two seventies. It was like it was like two seventy plus. I think. So I guess it's not it's not awful, but yeah, I mean it's just classic Nintendo. I I I don't know how they get away with it. I'm I'm convinced they've got some like grandmaster brainwash like under all their customers. Um, Definitely. I mean, they're a great they're a great company. Like don't don't get me wrong, I love some of the games, and in all honesty, I love the Switch. Like it is a good console. Switch is Switch is wicked, yeah. But I don't know. There's just I just feel like Nintendo get away with some weird shit, man. I feel no, like they, they do. It's because 
they they have good ideas. Nintendo, to me, Nintendo is always like two steps forward, three steps back, like because they they have good ideas and they execute them well. But then there's like just enough small annoyances that it just becomes a bit too much to bear. Like that, and that's all. That's literally every that's Nintendo through and through. No online functionality, no Bluetooth until the other day, even though it's already in the console. You know, um, yeah, chat just, through an app. Uh, yeah, they and they, they charge support. Not only is like, play, like uh, I was about to say PlayStation Plus is it's not free, but like I don't know if they charge you the same amount as like Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus or anything like that, and you have to jump through hoops and go through all this random crap. Like what? What are they doing? Yeah. Like they just, just like... they're just in the past. They're just that little bit in the past. Still, um, yeah. Hey. I mean, yeah, like literally, does it? Like they got our money with the console anyway, without any of that shit. So I think yeah. there is like a, de- a degree of like I think they know that they can't maybe can't compete or it's pointless to try and compete against Xbox and PlayStation in like the, in yeah. the online functionality department. Um, no, and I, I yeah. think they know that they are the secondary con like for, not for everybody, but you know they have the most the majority of their audience is the secondary console audience. Yeah, like they do have Switch. There are Switch mains out there. Don't get me wrong, but. They're, yeah. the, they're the console that everyone plays when they're on the shitter. <laughs> they come to without a doubt. That. It's the shit console. <laughs> it's the ultimate uh, poop poop console. Like, it's just yeah. Well, it was like because like you know they had the um the Switch, uh, the Nintendo Direct, which we never spoke about. Chris Pratt's Mario, what the fuck? Um, and in that same one, they were like they announced the um changes to the online stuff and when they said that i was watching to my partner and she was like and i was like oh my god like thank fuck here we go finally some like you know they're gonna overhaul the system we're gonna be able to speak to each other through our switches this is gonna be great maybe i'm able to play like rate rise properly again like without um so many compromises and then they're like you can like pay double the amount and we're gonna give you like sega and dreamcast games as part of your subscription i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what and i was like i was watching it and it was like and they just kept like like reeling by like old nintendo games like some rare run rare ones as well um like really old ones they're like you know for only you know 25 pound a month rather than you know seven pound a month you can get all of these games as part of your subscription i'm like nintendo what are you doing like what the fuck is this and i was like i was like you know twitter's gonna explode i said that to beth i was like the internet's gonna explode in anger because they were expecting an an online overhaul anyway clocked into twitter checked on reddit what the fuck do i know everyone loves it <laughs> i'm like clearly nintendo knows their fan base more than i do like you know like because like if i if it's just such a dumb it's so dumb because everybody's like oh i can't wait to go and play like you know star fox and it's like you're gonna play that for seven minutes and then you're not and then you're just gonna be trapped in the in the subscription for six months yeah can't like it's it's like you can literally just get an emulator and like run it online. Like if you really wanted to, nobody was stopping you playing that. Um, yeah. So whatever. I mean, like literally, I think Nintendo is a big blind spot for me, and I think sometimes some of my moaning is just falling on deaf ears because I don't think I'm that target audience. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're we're, we're kind of not. I mean, we've only <clears throat> ever been Nintendo fans solely because of Monster Hunter, right? Like we we bought Nintendo consoles like the DS and the Switch. Well, no, I bought the Switch at Breath of the Wild, but we bought all of our DSs and 3DSs 
because Monster Hunter moved to that platform. If Monster that's Hunter true. didn't move to that platform, I wouldn't have purchased Nintendo consoles. Like that's just fact. So yeah, like, you're probably right. We just followed Monster Hunter. That's all we did. That's all Nintendo have on us. Yeah, it is. Um, it's such a bit of dirt. It's such a bit of dirt in my eye. Yeah, there's <laughs> dirt in your eye. I, I do. Um, I remember because like the 3DS was like the first console I bought with like my hard-earned money. Yeah. Um, like I don't. I don't know why. It just seemed kind of cool. I like because their marketing's always quite good, isn't it? Like they always make it like look really good. I can't. Remember, I think I've ended up playing quite a lot on that console. Yeah, but, man, we did. Yeah, I always remember when I, I I was similar when I bought like the new the Nintendo the new 3DS. You know the one that had that shitty thumbstick. Such a like, waste of money. Well, it's just like a nublet. It's just like <laughs> I a shouldn't have bought that little nub. Yeah, like and then yeah, we we got Monsanto Generations, wasn't it? And and, <laughs> I, and I remember we we uh we booked like a couple days off work, and um. And you came over to just like bunk over for like three nights for the Generations release, and we got the new 3DS. Uh, and I remember because I got I, I got I got made redundant in my job like two days before that. Oh so, shit, that was then, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, so it put kind of a bummer on the weekend, but it also made it just like ultimate binge weekend as well. Didn't you get made redundant for Monster Hunter World as well? No, I've been made redundant twice in my life are you sure i thought it was generations no it wasn't world world i just world i might have just not had a job at that point to be honest because i did i did go like a three-month period where i didn't have a job that'd be so funny if you were cursed with every mainline it's like a monster gets released i'm like (laughs) yeah it's like emotions of yes and i need to look for a new job yeah (laughs) oh god yeah, whatever. They make fucking wacky consoles. They're doing their own thing. Go, you yeah. Nintendo. I don't know anything about Metroid. I think it looks like shit, but I haven't played it. You well, guys, it's reviewed well. It's a game of the year contender. It's it's a game of the year contender. It's got yeah. high scores. That this goes high. Same as Deathloop, I think. Like, I don't want to offend people, but I just feel like it. It. I've just seen everything that game did done before when I was watching the trailer. I was like, it's a huh? side scroller shooter. We've had so many of those. Um, it's not even like a roguelite or anything like that, so it can't compete with like the likes of Dead Cells and stuff like that for replayability in my eyes. Um, and there's all this combat where they're talking about like how like the enemies were so cool and the AI was so good, where it like spots you and it chases you. And I'm like, so whoa, innovative! I was like, so many games do this. I was like, you just what you walk into its line of sight and it chases you. Like, what is so special about this? And the designs aren't that impressive. They just look like they look like portal robots. Like, yeah, they, they, it's not wacky, and it's just, I don't know, man. But whatever, you know, if you like it, you're a <laughs> fucking idiot in my eyes. But but whatever. There's so much anger there. But whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I purchased an OLED switch. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, it is whatever. There's, I'm sure there's a better place and time to speak more about Nintendo in the future. Yeah, but yeah. that's uh, sorry if we upset you. It's not. It's really not personal. Like, we, like we said, we've literally owned like all of the Nintendo consoles other than the Wii U. You had a Wii U, so that's not even true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a Wii, Wii U. I got a Wii U for Wind Waker, and you had a DS. I never had. Only had a 3DS. So, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's that. Um, I did just want to quickly name drop um, Artful Escape. Um, I know it came out like a month or two ago on Games Pass and it reviewed really well. We got like 85 or something and it's like 
fucking cool, man. It's like a really artsy fartsy game. Um, lots of high profile voice actors in it, um, or actors, I guess. Um, there's some Game of Thrones actors in there and stuff. Um, and it's just really pretty. Music is absolutely stunning. If you're like, if you're looking for a chill game that's like really short, I haven't completed it, but I, but I know it's short. Um, it's only like four or five hours long. Um, mate, give it a go. It's it's fucking cool. So I just wanted to um, I just wanted to drop that in there. Nice. Yeah. It's a visual feast. All right. I figured, you know, I figured actually that we should start doing this as a to- as like a weekly thing, unless we have loads of news to speak about. Weekly controversies. This, this, the thing is, there's always a controversy. Someone is always angry. It's like the scales of fate. Like for for me to be happy, someone else has to be angry, and that means there's controversy. So, um, here we go. Um, the battlefield beta. Tim, give me a swing. Give me a swing and a hit. How how was that beta for you? Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we we played we played it for a couple of hours, a few hours maybe. Um, it's it's really 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 janky. Like, I experienced multiple bugs and weird things happening in in a two hour play session. So like, you know, from from sort of, I think we had a crash where one of us didn't get into the match or something. Um, so I mean, it's to, yeah, that's to be expected. Some matchmaking issues in a beta, but um, yeah, there, there were issues where I remember a few a few times someone like parachuted on me, and he like clipped through the floor, like genuinely just fell through the map, and then just popped back up and just shot me. <laughs> and I was like. How's that? The man was in concrete like a second ago. I couldn't <laughs> see him, and now I'm dead. Um, there's, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of glitches and a lot of jank. Um, but overall, I do, I did, I did enjoy myself overall. Like I did have fun. There, there is just something about the the scale of Battlefield. Um, which is fun, and and I'm used to that jank as well because I think I play Battlefield games a, like uh, more than you. I, I I played three quite a lot, and I played four a, a healthy amount, um, and then we 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 dabbled with Battlefield one, and we never tried five. But you, I've I kind of come to expect jank with Battlefield. You you do with with, with that engine and stuff like that. The, the game is always a bit glitchy um but it does do a really good job in just the whole scale of things i have to admit um you die in a lot of bullshit ways and sometimes you can get caught in a rhythm of just feeling like the whole lobby is against you you spawn you die you spawn you die you spawn a glitch happens you die you spawn you get killed by a helicopter you die but like you just get caught in these weird loops sometimes um but the important thing to do is to just not worry about that because that's just what happens in battlefield no one really cares about kd that much it's just it, it's about the whole like scale of things like i think we're used to you know with our more cod background <clears throat> apex and stuff like that deaths i feel like matter to us a lot more so we get really annoyed when we go like three deaths without getting a kill or something like that but that's quite normal in a battlefield lobby like yeah you know i guess but it, I think the problem is like because the maps are so big, though. But you do have difficulty with like you spawn and you're like you have to travel a long way. Sometimes, and I know there are vehicles. Around. Yeah, and that's I think that's more the problem. But I totally get you what you're saying. But I think that's the problem is that it's like 
your death is more of a waste of your time <laughs> more than that it like, actually affects the scoreboard you know yeah there there is there definitely is a heavy element sometimes of you're like okay we're gonna go to d1 now so you run to d1 for like two minutes you get there and you just die in like some bullshit way and then you're like okay great and then you're like okay i'll spawn on you it's just like oh no i'm dead and then you have to go like all the way back and then choose somewhere else just write that off or you have to run another like two minutes to get there or find a vehicle there can be a lot of time waste in that um i i do completely agree and that has happened to me a lot um in this battlefield like especially that that zone that you get that's on top of that massive building like sometimes you can spend so long getting up there and you're like finally I'm there, I can contest this zone, and then you just I don't know, just there's no enemies, and then suddenly there's just a pack of enemies behind you, all shooting you, or you get yeah. hit or you get rocketed by like a helicopter and you're like, I just spent five minutes getting to the top of that building. Fuck's sake. Um Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there definitely is an element of that. I th- yeah, and like I think, like you say, like the, the squad spawning is obviously there to try and like circumvent that. But like the flip side of that is that sometimes you do just like when you're spawning in, like you're spawning into danger, and like you run just as much chance as like of someone watching you pop into thin air, you know, and just like pop like shooting you in the head or spawning on a grenade. Like you know, I just yeah. felt like that was like really commonplace. Just to, and then like you say, like the other option is like, okay, I'm sick of this, like spawning on my mates and dying. I'm just going to spawn somewhere safe. So then you're running there and then you just get taken out by like a fucking bush wizard, like yeah. <laughs> with a sniper. Um, yeah. And I don't know. And then the thing is, I don't know if this is just Battlefield things. And I don't know if maybe that I was overselling myself on Battlefield and maybe I just didn't like Battlefield as much as I thought I did. Or if some of these things were are actual issues that other people are having that could be ironed out to make it a bit more enjoyable because overall like i think like i would say i had a good time i had a good time it was fine like obviously it was a beta obviously glitches to be expected i didn't think i think some people have been a bit dramatic online with like some of the responses about how glitchy it was like i would say it was in the acceptable range of a like for a beta obviously yeah. if this was launched then no but it was like it was like at the very edge of like on the severe end of acceptable for beta. A few more bad things and maybe it would have started to be a bit too much. I know yeah. they've only got one month to polish it all up, but it's an Which old build and, you know, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But obviously they were annoying. They were annoying glitches. They were annoying, like, quality of life stuff, which I don't know if it was just bugged or if it hadn't been... or if it's just not ready. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I'm, I'm mostly willing to overlook that but my my main problem with the get with the game is like you said it's it's those actual like design bits like it yeah the spawning and the and the vehicle seems really overpowered like like really overpowered these um, these are just battlefield things though I, I I'm, I'm gonna be honest i just don't think you've had too much uh experience with that battlefield vehicles have always been quite oppressive in battlefield it's just <clears throat> it's all about just if you take it, you know, but you, you look at Battlefield and it's like it's it's a, it's in a weird limbo because it's like a shooting sim game, right? Definitely more than Call of Duty, I'd say it's more of actually like a shooting simulator kind of game. So like mm-hmm. in that as- aspect, you want to take it quite seriously, but then I feel like it's also a shooter which a lot of people don't take as seriously as card, and it's in this weird kind of limbo of like you can play it really fun, wacky, stupid, and not care about your KD, or you can play it more seriously. And I feel like if we had like a squad, uh, a couple of us 
I had a health pack, you took ammo packs, you know, we kind of went around with each other, someone had a rocket launcher, you know, and we can cover a lot more of these situations that annoy us with vehicles being oppressive or ammo running out, which I think they do need to improve on that because the, the ammo supply you start with is is trash. You literally get like 40 bullets. You, you get like two clips. Like, what is that? I get three kills and I'm out of ammo. Like, um, so like, and I, I feel like if we did that and we were like, hey, let's think about this, guys. I think that would smooth out our our, our overall feel of the game as well. We were kind of just running in there aimlessly. We were trying to figure it out. And I do think that, yeah, it's partly user error that some of these things did feel a bit oppressive or something like that. But um, And also we had crossplay on. And I was dying to a lot of PC players um, and people that could fly. I I imagine it's a lot easier to fly a helicopter using a mouse and keyboard <laughs> than it is a fucking controller. They just plug because... in a joystick and they're like, right. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, no, no. <laughs> I just feel like it's easier to use a mouse to like, you know, just go like control like a jet or something like that with W, A, S and D as forward, back, left, right or whatever. And use the mouse just to go in whatever direction. Than it is like an analog stick, two analog sticks working against each other. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I got into a helicopter and I fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> remember that moment where I was like, I'm in a helicopter, man. I'm coming. You're like, oh, pick me up. And then I just, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to make it. And you just saw me fucking, for whatever reason, yeah. I like, I just, I like did something with my analog stick, the smallest amount. And the whole helicopter just stalled and just nosedived into the ground. And I was like, I, I don't know what I did, but I'm not yeah. making it to you. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to make it. I turned around and I just saw your little green icon just like vertically falling down. But then it's those tragic. moments are battlefield moments as well. Like it's 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 a very odd game. Um, yeah, and but I do I, think it's going to be a lot of fun and <coughs> I did talk about the whole what you were talking about with it being janky and releasing in a month, they definitely have to work on that and I hope they can because these guys are trying to justify a £70 purchase out of people where most multiplayer games are free these days so mm. people are going to expect a pretty polished package um, on release so yeah, and like, I, I definitely want to come back around to that, but there were just, there were just some other like bits and bobs I, I wanted to go over because I know like I know you mentioned like the crossplay thing um, when we were playing, but like Halo was crossplay, and it never felt like that. So like that tells me that it's just an inherent problem with time to kill. Time to time to kill was really quick, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was quick. It was like really four, quick. It was like four bullets to kill someone with my AK. Like, and, and, uh, yeah, I feel like that was not normal for Battlefield. Again, don't know. I feel like it was it, always a bit longer than that. It's it's about that. I'd say maybe it's a touch quicker. I think Battlefield Hardline was the quickest time to kill has ever been. Um, but yeah, I think it, it it's normally a bit uh, higher than that, lower than that. What's more? I don't know. It normally takes longer to a kill. A faster time to kill. A faster time to kill is quicker. Yeah, yeah. So it normally takes longer um, in other battlefields. Definitely four and three, I feel like there was people were a bit spongier. Um, but then I think we're also mm. coming from Apex, right? Like, it's going to be a bit jarring. Um, there is an element of that as well. But Yeah, I know. But it, I, and this is the thing. I just feel like so many... And I know I'm not alone in this. Like, you know, like I said, a lot, I know a lot of the community have been ragging on this. And if anything, I feel like I'm being a bit generous. And I know... 
like the wider audience has been a bit down on it. Um, and like, apparently the Battlefield subreddit is up in flames. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel, I just feel like a lot of the elements of the game, are, like philosophies of the game are at odds with itself. And like, I mentioned this as well, the shooting, um, like the actual gun in my hand felt good. Like the responsiveness of the stick and moving the gun, that felt good. What didn't feel good is that I didn't feel there was any reactivity when I shot someone. Sometimes I couldn't tell if the bullet, if I was hitting someone or not. And I know the bullets have travel time and I know there's bullet dip, but even when I'm like shooting at like short to mid range with an AR, I was like, am I hitting? Like how much damage am I doing it? Like it never felt, I felt like I was shooting at paper people. Hmm. Whereas like, I just, and maybe like, maybe none of this would be as much of an issue. I, I don't know because Apex didn't feel like that. If we had not played Halo over the last few weekends, cause you like, you shoot someone in Halo, you know, your gun was like, and like the shields like light up, they pop, you know, you get these big crosshair markers to see if you're hitting headshots or not, you know, you kill them and their body like flops over. None of that in Battlefield because there's so much going on. And like, I just don't think it's like built into the shoot, like the shooting mechanics. When you're hitting someone, nothing, like I couldn't, I can't tell. Sometimes I'm like chasing people and like trying to pop them with a pistol. And I'm like, am I hitting you? Like, am I doing damage? And then sometimes they'll die. And I'm like, great, I guess that worked. Um, I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, I just, I, I don't feel like the, the the people I'm shooting at are like reacting to my bullets. I, I don't know if you get, um, you get what I'm, I'm saying at all. I kind of know what you mean. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I had elements of that. I don't think it was quite as extreme uh, as, as how you felt with it. Um, but I definitely, I definitely did have some, some issues with hit registration and stuff like that. It was a bit delayed yeah, here registers. and there. Um, but overall, it, yeah, it wasn't too, it was, I didn't find it as jarring as you did, but I do understand what you're saying as well. Like I, I definitely couldn't, can see that and did experience it to an extent. Um, yeah 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 there's definitely some hit reg difficulties there yeah and, and again like it, i think it you know it draws particular attention to it because halos were so good like you know it was so clean and so clear and like i think you know maybe this is and this is another thing what i'm saying i'm saying i think a lot of the elements of the game are at odds with themselves is that this game looks absolutely amazing oh, like stunning so like the good. The project, like the projectile effects, the uh, particle effects, um, like the environment reactivity, like the the trees moving with the wind, um, and then the rocket goes off and like the volumetric lighting throughout the smoke, and oh my god, it looks amazing, it looks ridiculous. But then some of that, it's like because that's happening, I can't. It like diminishes my ability to tell if I'm hitting people with bullets. Mm -hmm. Like um, it, it diminishes my ability to tell if someone's running up behind me because there's no fucking footsteps or radar or anything really. The ping system is fucking useless. I meant to say that as well. Yeah. It's on RB, which is great. Halo doesn't have that luxury and it's on D-pad, which is a bit annoying. But at least on Halo, when it happened, it was really clear for the most part. You know, it was like, it, it wasn't amazing, but it was good. Um, nothing comes close to Apex's ping. This was useless. This was actually a waste of my time. <laughs> because there's so much on your HUD anyway. Exactly. It's, it's unreal. Um yeah, they, they definitely need to uh, adjust that. I've actually seen some complaints about people where, yeah, like, like for example, if I spawned at HQ, you know, the, the, the base is well at the back and then you have to drive or run like 10 minutes to get to any of the zones. It's the one where you, your vehicle spawn. Um, if I spawn there, I can see your name if you're at like the furthest point in like really big fun on my HUD. I can see your entire name, your entire icon, as well as like five other things. And I'm like, this is so oppressive. Like, you, I don't need to see your name right now. I am like five miles from you. I don't <laughs> need to see your name. Like make that yeah. pop in or make that get larger when I get closer to you. 
there's no reason I need to see your name from there. Um, and it's just there's just so much going on. And I think if they cleaned all that up, the ping system would be better than it is. I don't think they necessarily need to make the ping system better. Just clear up the other shit. Like just just make that less oppressive. Um, and I think yeah. you'll probably be alright. Um, but yeah, the footsteps. Oh my god! Yeah, there's just too much going what on. Footsteps? Well, there are no footsteps, I, 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 and I think yeah, rightfully I so. It's a good design choice because if there were footsteps, it would be ins- it would be insane. There's so many people running around. There's so much going on. It, it, it would there would be so much foot audio all the time. I don't I don't know, man. I feel like, and I think they are there. Like they're just drowned out that's by a- so much other shit going on. There's always explosions happening. Whether someone's mm. just crashed their helicopter like me, or <laughs> someone's firing rockets, or they're all just yelling med pack ammo. I think there are footsteps there. It's just it's just so drowned out. But yeah, I got killed behind so much, and I was like, okay, I guess that guy's there. Great. Yeah. And I, again, like this is, I think it's, it's a battlefield thing, but like I guess, but like it's this squad, like because of the squads spawning, like you can literally just have a team of four appear on your back, like without any like indication at all and for all the bitching we did about halo's radar it made me wish i had halo's radar (laughs) like you know because halo went from like mostly good but a bit unclear to when people were around me to this in battlefield it's like i am clueless i may as well be blind (laughs) like other than like a very slim i might as well have blinders on um so yeah but i mean you know we said a lot of negative things but like you said the game looks beautiful um I do think the gunplay is great if they tidy up the hit registration a little bit. It feels great. Like the recoil patterns on the guns are really nice. Um, they feel good to shoot. Um, just just touch up on the on on the hit reg a little bit. Um, the the grapple's a nice addition. It's not. It's not. It's it's, it's fine. It's, it's nothing on what we're used to with Apex and Pathfinder, which is just fantastic. What a they absolutely nailed it with like the the momentum based grapple for like Pathfinder in that game, and the whole like oh and Halo, um, and and Halo yeah, I do I still think Apex's grapple and Pathfinder is leagues above the Halo one as well personally, but it's good in Halo too, um, but yeah Apex still takes the cake I think, um, but yeah it it's a nice addition because um, otherwise it can be a bit annoying to get around so it gives you that nice extra mobility option which i think battlefield did kind of need um so yeah it's not perfect but it's it's a welcome addition like for sure i yeah i don't know i guess there's some balancing they need to do um because i never like i was looking at the other class abilities and i was like i don't want to use that I don't want to sit in a drone and scan an area while my head, while I get aimed up at and have my head shot off. Like, you know, like, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I love some other stuff, like a turret. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like yeah, the map is like 30 square miles big. Like what, what's a turret going to do? <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to be Torbjorn? Yeah. It's, yeah. but I mean, you, you never know that that sort of drone might be quite cool. You know, like if we're on top of that building, for example, if it works like Crypto's drone, you get in it, you leave it somewhere, and it can just pick up enemies. It might solve our dying I don't from think behind you could leave all it. the time issue. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, I, I gave it a go once, and I, I don't think you could leave it anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of them, I mean, de- definitely the grapple and the stim pistol. Even the stim pistol was 
pretty useless. I mean, I, I feel like the one everyone should use is the grapple, right? It's the most immediate, uh, effective thing. Like it, it can literally get you out from dying. Uh, it can get you to places quicker. Um, it's just useful in every scenario where everything else is just a bit underwhelming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess, like, because this is... <sighs> Again, like the grapple is fine. It's pr- it's probably a good addition to Battlefield overall. But again, coming off Halo, like I'm just like, this doesn't feel good, man. And I know, like you say, like Apex probably still holds the crown in terms of movement for what you can do with the grapple. But Halo has the advantage of like utility. Like it's part of the sandbox. You can grapple up to vehicles. You can grapple, you know, equipment, objectives, people, enemies, teammates, you yeah. know, all of this. Yeah. Um, which and but Battlefield has neither. The mobility, like isn't really there there's no sandbox utility so again like it would any other situation you'd have been like oh cool a grapple it looks all right but it just doesn't like i don't know it has no flair you know it's just like get from a to b you can't swing onto onto vehicles the grapple just like locks from where the point of contact and takes you to there like you can't do anything super fun with it Um, you you definitely can't you definitely can't hook onto vehicles you tried that on an enemy vehicle yeah, so yeah, it, it will just the, the first thing it hits. Even if the vehicle keeps moving, you'll just see the grapple suspended like in the air, and it will just take you to that point. You won't stay attached okay. to it. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we're getting into nitpick territory, but like it's you know overall it was fine. Um, I came out a bit underwhelmed to be honest, uh, and I, I think the biggest um, the biggest problem I would say is that the game is coming out full price. Wouldn't have a problem paying it. Uh, playing it rather on on launch uh, if it was free or even a bit cheaper but i wouldn't i probably wouldn't buy it full price for after playing that especially when i know halo is one month away after that it's like it's a lot of money to ask for for what felt like kind of like mediocre i had its moments but yeah i do think it'd be super fun to play as like a squad though getting like all, all of your mates on um and playing it because it's it's something you don't even you know you can play over four as well i know the squads are only in four but you just you could still queue with loads of people you just you know you're in your squad of four and your other mates are in a different squad of three and four and stuff like that you're still in the same lobby um so <coughs> yeah i, I see the appeal it could, be, it could be really fun but yeah no I, I see the appeal it's just i guess it's just yeah like I, it didn't do anything for me that big team battle didn't like that that's it like you know and every and all of the problems that i have like most of them um most of the problems i had with what we played the battlefield were already solved and i know they're different things i know it's 12 versus 12 versus you know whatever it is 100 billion versus 100 billion 64 64 (laughs) but like it makes no difference like it makes no difference like when i'm in an area in big team battle i know where people can come from okay like we've had our complaints about the radar but for the most whereas battlefield it's like I just don't know. Like, it's so, it's just crazy. It's just like maybe leaning a bit too much into that chaotic side, whereas a big team battle feels like control chaos. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it shapes up, but I, um, I'm i not totally sold on it as a full price game. I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be good. Ish. But Well, lucky you're getting it for £35, so. Oh, am I? <laughs> If we buy it, yeah, because we do the whole sharing thing. So seventy half. Oh, and I don't know. I'm oh, you're not going to pay me for it, you toxic. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> you say you bought Diablo, fucking shit too. Anyway, so Diablo shit too. I'm paying you. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I'll just see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Might buy cod. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, cod is dead this year. Hate uh, to be that guy, see. but... It's not, though, is it? It's not really, though, is it? No, it's not really. sell millions. It should be. It should be. It's such a freaking lukewarm card this year. Um, I'll have to see. Even Battlefield, with all these issues, I I would take it. I would take Battlefield 2042 over the new card this year. And this is what I'm thinking as well. Back for Blood is out next week. That's free on Games Pass. So in the three weeks between Back for Blood and Battlefield... Are you really yeah. going to drop 70 quid on it's Battlefield? Yeah. When Halo's like just around the corner, you know? So it's like, I feel like... I've been... Uh, yeah, I've been whatever. Watching... We'll see where we're at, but... I've been watching quite a lot on Back for Blood, and it does look pretty cool. I have seen the, uh, some like pre-reviews and some reviews coming out already, and people have said like the whole transition to the, to the console, the whole aiming is a bit jank and not very well handled. I've heard the control scheme is a bit shit. I mean, you can change yeah. it up, but I heard it it takes quite a lot of tweaking to to get it to feel, you know, okay, right? Um, so yeah, they definitely you can tell they've definitely given it more love for the PC platform before consoles. But yeah. I do think it looks really fun and um and uh yeah, a change of pace. I haven't played a game like that for so long and I'm actually quite looking forward to tucking into it to be honest. Um, yeah, I think cool. I'm, I'm quite I'm surprised because like, when I had a look on Open Critic earlier, it's only had two complete reviews and one review in pro- progress, and so it's had a seven point two and an eight so far. So I'm, you know, I I would have imagined the game will end up in the mid to high seventies. Um, uh, it's yeah. had a bit of controversy itself actually with solo progression. I don't know if you've seen this; like, you can't get any progression in solo. You have to matchmake. Um, but that's oh, another conversation for now. They've they've addressed it and they said like we're going to look into this and get this sorted for you. But um, uh, I mean, that's obviously not a big deal for us. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it. I know not much about it, but I, hmm. f- f- tying it back in, I guess, to sort of just tie up the um, Battlefield conversation, I reckon that will tide me over for that. And I, we'll see where we're at at the time, you know. I, I've, I'm ready to renegotiate, you know. I'm an open-minded guy. <laughs> uh, dice. But, you know, it's a lot to, it's a lot to ask for. Yeah. To... Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Back for Bloods on Tuesday and uh, we'll probably be talking about that in next week's podcast so if you want to hear some hands-on impressions from two grounded gamers uh, you know obviously subscribe and share it with everyone you know until we blow up and get pretty big like 2 million followers <laughs> that'd be great yeah so <laughs> if you could do that if you could do that yourself that'd be yeah, great if you have 2 million friends that'd be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, also do, do you want to be our friend like yeah. the Mr. President I don't um, really think they all right. I think they've got enough yeah you're probably right Far Cry 6 came out this week my dude um, good and you know um I don't know. I don't know. I am. Um, I feel like we get this reaction to every Ubisoft game. Happens every time. We do. And that's fine. And, and you know, I'm not, I don't really want to bore everyone to death because I'm sure everybody is already familiar with the, the conversations around, oh, it's fucking comfort food. Oh, it's like a fast food. It's Ubisoft game, uh, you know, copy, paste, yada, yada. Yeah, okay, fine. But, um, you know, COD's been doing that for like a decade and it still uh, breaks records every time. Um, Lots of games do this. I don't know. It's a bit weird that actually Ubisoft games tend to catch the most flack for this. It's, it's a bit weird. Um, but the more I've seen of it, the more I've kind of found it appealing. And that's I know that's really weird, but 
Because you read reviews, right? Because reviewers will do that. They will give you the impressions and they will use those phrases like, you know, same as last one, you don't have to play it. But who buys every Far Cry game? I haven't played Far Cry since four. Four. So as I've been like looking at it and like seeing more and more of it, I've been like, you know what? Maybe some of these reviews are a bit harsh because like it looks kind of fun. You know, you've got all your open world approaches, you've got your skill trees and this, that and the other. You know, a lot of love goes into these Ubisoft games. Yes, they're safe. Yes, yes, they have a formula. Um, but I don't know, like some of the best games of like the last gen were like very formulaic, like Ghost of Tsushima run, um, one like, uh, game of the year, uh, year at the, um, video game awards. And that was essentially a Ubisoft game from what I heard with better combat, albeit, um, and obviously, you know, really nice thematically, but you know, Horizon Zero Dawn was kind of like that as well. It had like your towers that you had to capture and again, had some really good combat, uh, had some nice RPG elements, but most Assassin's Creed games do. So, you know, when it when it comes back to Far Cry 6, I've been like kind of looking at it and being like, actually, this looks better than I thought it would because I've been giving it a lot of shit for a while because it was like, it, you know, I don't think they sold it very well with the trailers um, other than the Giancarlo Esposito, um, the, the villain being mm-hmm. in it, um, even though the motion cap looked like Weird. okay at best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so... I don't know, man. What what are you thinking about Far Cry Six? I think it's sitting on like seventy nine on like Open Critic. I don't think it cracked the eight, so I'll double check now while you while you tell us what you think. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm I'm in very similar sort of territory to you. Um, I'm quite harsh on Far Cry's in the sense that you know, been there, done that. But yeah, I I feel like if you look at it from a standpoint of yeah, you haven't played one for for a couple of iterations. Um, they are good fun. We have had good fun. We had a lot of fun on three and four, and you know they're they're games that do go relatively deep with skill trees and RPG elements, um, and they look good as well, like graphically and uh, the the environments look great as well. Like you said, the mocap on uh, his face is a bit. I don't know. It's, right. bit, yeah. it's it's not great. I even saw it in like reviews and stuff like that when he's talking like in the game um in cutscenes i'm like this doesn't look that great i've seen mocap be done better in so many other games um which is weird because they had such a focus on 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 him playing the villain and him being in this game marketing and then they kind of subpar the mocap on him i don't know it's it's a bit weird for me but um yeah i i definitely wouldn't I wouldn't be against it. If you were just like, I bought it. You want to play it today? I'd be like, yeah, actually. Yeah. She sounds like kind of fun. Uh, yeah, and they brought Carl back. Blow me up every two minutes. Um, yeah. Oh, did they? Well, they, they, they brought it back non bullshit. Did they? I think so. Is yeah. It, from from what I saw, I, I had no idea. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I just saw an IGN video about like, Oh, let's, you know, we play co-op for 10 minutes in Far Cry 6. And I was like, what? Um, and yeah, I think you just play the same character, like you don't. So I think you do just carry your shit over with you and get XP or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, which is um, which is cool. Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we we basically bought it solely for the co-op experience for four and three and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, if that's come back without all of its bullshit that it had in the previous games, um, well, just five, I guess. Um, and four, no, no, four had all the bullshit tether and all that kind of. Four stuff. did have tethering, yeah, but it it wasn't too um, bad. 
yeah. So yeah, if if they ironed all that out, you know, I, I wouldn't be against playing it. It looks like a fine game. It looks like a nice, yeah. fun seven out of ten game. I'd enjoy it. I'd have a good laugh. The story is probably pretty predictable. Um, but you know, you like you're playing like an action movie, right? You're, just, you're like playing yeah. Die Hard. The movie, I just so. Because I think like a lot of the criticism Ubisoft gets is like leveraged against the length of their games, like just the bloatedness. And I think I just really think if they just if they just cut those teams in half, I know everybody says this, so this isn't exactly an, an original take. But like if they just cut that team in half, let one team go and do like their own thing, new IP, whatever. That's not a fucking battle royale spinoff with X Defiant and the Ghost Recon battle battle royale they just announced. Um, the um, go and do something original and then half the team just work on like a trim like story focused um far cry game because like they they have so many interesting themes in all of them like this one it's like a di- dictator in like cuba you know previous one was like a, a religious cult you know it, this one of them before was like you know like a terrorist living on an island trying to with his own military like a private military and these are all like really interesting themes but they're just never really explored like because they like to be wacky and have a bit of a sandbox and um mm. I know people criticize those games for like trying to be non-political or, or, or too political, which is like dumb, whatever. Just, just fucking let them make the art. Um, so, you know, and they just take it down from 40 hours, make it a 20 hour game, you know, add this expensive like side quest and like nice bit of progression where people can go and do this. Don't make me sit through a campaign for 40 fucking hours, please. Because yeah. these for the most part are accessible games. You know, there's not a huge amount of depth to the gameplay. The progression is nice and it's fun, but like it's mostly just shooty shooty boy. You know, there is engagement in the um uh in the, in the level design and the and the progression and sorry the um in the how you approach encounters is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah. it, it gets stale after that much time, you know, essentially. So I just felt like if they really trimmed it down and made it like super high quality, with a big focus on these really unique ideas that they bring to the table, it would be so it'd be so great it'd just be so relieving you know yeah i agree but, uh, i mean i think a, a lot of the bloatedness from from these far cry games and ubisoft games also comes from a lot of side stuff i feel like if you were just to blitz the main story and the main story alone you probably could get it done quite quick i don't feel like they're actually that bloated if you just play it for the story element right I don't know if I've heard otherwise. Why it's like oh, okay, All it's right. like Valhalla. I like, don't even get me started. I mean, but that's Assassin's Creed. That's that's it's. I I would expect Far Cry. I mean, is what's Far Cry Six campaign like? Is it is it that big? That's crazy. If it from what from what I hear, it's like a forty hour campaign. Yeah. Oh god, that's fucking disgusting. No, it's just I don't too want much, that. isn't it? Yeah. yeah so, I don't want that. <clears throat> That, and that's the problem like and and i think i i guess again this is the thing like they they're trying to make these accessible games big marketing budget an interesting premise so that it brings like casual audience in and that's the thing like they're mega casual games this is for the person who plays one game every six months one game every year um and there's a lot of value for you there you know if you're like a 13 year old i guess you can't it's probably an 18 game <laughs> but you know if like um if you just are a casual gamer, you know, you find Far Cry 6 on sale. There's so much to do there. And like, I can't fault you for buying that game at all. Um, but the 40 hour, and you probably won't even finish it. That's the worst part. But like, they, they, they just want the value to be there for for like that casual audience, I think. And that's can be a bit damaging uh, PR wise sometimes. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Um, Far Cry 6. Um, and the final week of controversy, uh, Destiny 2. Vaulting uh, content. Again. It's happening again. It's happening yeah, again! <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, which is a shame because uh, I think people... Destiny players, Destiny reviewers, Destiny everyone will will admit that this is the best add-on that happened to the game. This is what revitalized their game. Um, it was like the Taken King expansion for for D one. Like a lot of people really enjoyed this. It brought great new um, systems to the game in terms of progression and the way it changed things. And it also came with a really cool story. Um, and yeah, it's a shame to see it get vaulted, but it you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, it just it brings up its own like controversy around like live service games and how the developers handle this. Because like Destiny kind of whether you like it or not, are kind of at the forefront of this. Like they're leading the rest of the industry in, in like these social service evolving games that aren't MMOs, like yeah, don't don't give me that. Um so you know <sighs> And Forsaken was the one with um, like the Dreaming City and stuff, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Shadowkeep was afterwards. Yes, was... yeah. I think Forsaken had the dream. It introduced the Dreaming City. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, place is it, fucking rad. So, and it was the, it was the Cade focused expansion, wasn't it? Yeah. So like, Tangled Shore as well. Then. Yeah, Tangled Shore too. Yeah, with did Spider. It yeah, it, I think it did introduce the Dreaming City. Yeah. It was Dreaming City before? I think though. it did. Mm, I don't know. Um, we're <sighs> we're not we're not too, too uh, too clear on the exact events of Destiny. Well, we e- either way, either way, Dreaming City is probably like one of my favourite places in Destiny Two of all time. Even if that's it's relevant or not fantastic. to this conversation, Tangle Shore is also very very cool. Not not my favourite, but it's also very, very cool. So you know, I can un- and obviously the whole idea of stuff being bolted is I understand why it's upsetting. And like, um, I guess. An, a, uh, an ownership level i guess you know people where it's like stuff getting made useless that you've bought and like yeah but it does have to happen like otherwise I the game know. is just too there's it's just too bloated it, it's too it's too much to control like you, you you need to filter it somehow like i think yeah i i guess because there becomes more stuff and more stuff and that means they have to hire more people to like qa yeah. and I, I'm, I'm sure they've provided a rationale for this somewhere but like my understanding what if i i was thinking about this and i was doing it the reason i would be wanting to vault stuff is so that any new mechanics that i like new mechanics could be introduced without it being at odds with old stuff yeah. right like because if they introduce a new mechanic that broke an old strike or broke an old map or like try to inject a new enemy type that just wouldn't work in those old maps like that's kind of what i'm feeling like in what i'm understanding but yeah it's um it is a shame you know i understand why people are upset about it it's not there's no easy answer really you know i think to a degree i think you've got to come into these games expecting that you've only got temporary uh time with the content you have yeah yeah exactly um it's 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 it is a weird topic though because yeah like you said you you did you did buy this you did spend your money on it um, you know, but by the point this is getting bolted, you should have you should have got your money's worth um out of it anyway. Um and loads of games do this. Um 
I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously, yeah, we said outside of MMO. I know, like, ESO and stuff like that probably do this. World of Warcraft do it. Um, <coughs> I know that another example that a game we played was Hearthstone does it a lot as well, where they just phase out other cards. Um, maybe there's an element where they can create a new playlist where you can go back and play these and it just disables new stuff, you know, sort of like Hearthstone did with this wild section and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe there's something like that for people who just want to, you know, appreciate the art, appreciate the, the nostalgia. You know, I understand that's a lot of resource and development still has to go into that though. But yeah, uh, hmm. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. it, 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 it it's upsetting because I really enjoyed that campaign. Um, it was really, really good. It's upsetting, sure, but yeah, I understand why it's happening. So. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe it's just like if it's if it is a um something that they have to do uh then maybe it's just a matter of like expectation management. Maybe they just need to be more clear with the time frames of when this is going to happen, you know, big yeah. pop up when you purchase it in the store, you know, be warned that this content will only be available for the next 4 seasons. For the yeah. next six seasons, spring, yeah, spring just a window expected to be phased out. You know, just a time window. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you know, still, you'll still have access to it. You can still, or rather, like the guns, you can still technically make them, but like they'll be phased out of usefulness. You know, out of the current um, set mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, and some stuff won't be accessible. Yeah. So maybe it's just a matter of like being more upfront about that because I think there's an element of feeling cheated. That you just don't know when it's going to happen, or you buy it and then it's like, oh, it's going in a month. Great. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. No, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're on to our news sections, our news um, bits and bobs, leaks, rumors. You, you name it, because this is the Quick Resume podcast, and this is what we do. You're right. Sorry, I'm just. There's just bugs <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so it's on the end, man. It's bug mating season. It really is. Um, man. They call it Battlefield 2042. <laughs> This will be my last episode with Quick Resume. <laughs> oh, come on, give me a little giggle. That was funny. <laughs> it was pretty good. It um, was pretty good. Okay, so this is really interesting. Um, in terms of Google metrics, Halo uh, has been surging above Cod and Battlefield. I mean, it, it's been surging in line with the flighting, which is to be expected, but it's not a little bit. It's a lot. Like the interest is surging a lot above them, which I don't know. I was um, not not really expecting this because I know I know it's been building goodwill for a while. Um, I don't know, man. What what do you think of this? Of this bit of news? Um, so what? I mean, this is basically just saying that in terms of searches, it's it's getting more hits, right? Um, yeah, interest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It doesn't. I mean, it does surprise me to see Halo at the forefront of this, but weirdly, it doesn't either. Because, like I said, like I think it is gaining a lot of traction and it's gaining a lot of po- uh, positivity from um, from mainstream reviewers and people talking about it, and and you you know you name it, content creators and stuff like that, which all leads to people searching it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, 
and and obviously playing it and experiencing that positivity myself and how polished it is. I mean, for example, if you compare the the, the flighting to the battlefield flighting that's technically happening right now, I mean. I, I said it back a couple episodes. I was like, you could throw a few more maps in and some customization and give us the battle pass and that that almost, that feels like a complete multiplayer. Um like uh, during the flight. Just polished. Whereas um yeah, Powerful twenty forty two has actually kind of turned us off a of purchase almost. Um, you know, with, with with other stuff coming alongside it, like we said. Um yeah, so there's just so much positivity going around and so much like, you know, it's gaining a lot of traction as this is the shooter for the year, you know, mm. pick this up. It doesn't surprise me that it's getting searched more. Um, but it's just it is weird to see that considering it's just a one platform game, essentially. Um Yeah. But yeah, I mean I think knows, and it deserves good. it. So Yeah, good take, good take. I like I because when when they originally like delayed Halo and I saw that it was coming like November, I was like, oh, I don't know, or like December, you know, we knew it was coming out. That to me, I was like, oh God, like why? Like why put it up against, I know they want it there for Christmas sales, but like why put it up against like the one year that we have a battlefield, which is like everyone's really positive on and like, you know, a new COD, which supposedly, you know, at the time we didn't know was having some development troubles, but still it's COD and like Halo, you know, it, it, we we saw from like all the advertising last year, it still was developing a lot of interest, but like the the vocal bunch were quite down on it, and so it's turning out to be a bit of a perfect storm now. You know, mm. Vanguard turns out all of those into that insider information was right. The multiplayer beta was a fucking mess from the videos that I've seen online. Um, I thought the campaign gameplay actually looked fine, so I don't know, whatever, but. People are going to be angry <laughs> about about the white player, understandably, about being buggy. Um, and you know, the Battlefield twenty forty two beta has been like really mixed. I know some people have had a really good time, and we we've overall said it was overall a good time. Um, mm-hmm. But if you had asked me this like three weeks ago, I would have said yes, I'm definitely buying Battlefield. But now I'm like, maybe I'll just wait it out. Um, and part of that is because it was a bit underwhelming to me, and Halo was overwhelming. Like oh, I said, we've both said this now in multiple episodes. We weren't expecting it to be as good as it was. I feel as good as it was. I found as good as it did. So it's, and you, you said it yourself, you know, it's not just the reviewers, but like I've seen content creators like draw direct comparisons, which you can't help. You know, I've seen ACG, Skill Up, um, a couple of other guys as well. I've just said like, God, it feels like totally, uh, totally different games, like uh, in terms of polish and Battlefield's coming out in a month. Halo's still got a couple of months, but uh, like, you know, to, to finish up. So mm. I think a lot of people are seeing that. A lot of people are feeling that and they're feeling like the updraft of could Halo be the shooter of the holiday, which we haven't seen in ages. I think, and this is th- the big thing. A lot of the opinion that I'm seeing now is that because Halo has looked as good as it does, people are rooting for Halo to do well. And yeah, that's it's how like, it's like big... an underdog, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, which is weird for how how big a name it is to have an underdog presence is odd. Yeah, and that's that's I think that's generating a lot of conversation. Um, you know, people are like hoping that Halo sort of comes out on top a little bit, uh, like you said, which is a bit is a bit funny considering it's only Xbox and PC, but it, that doesn't seem to be changing. Um, I'm sure so, I'm sure some of those are like hate clicks as well. <laughs> you know, like fucking yeah. Halo, god damn it. Yeah. Um, uh yeah so 
it's if they if they stick the campaign, Halo could actually be like Xbox's best selling game of all time. I don't know if I don't know if that's like an outlandish thing to say or if that's maybe obvious. Like I don't know, but I think if the campaign comes out and because I think that as it stands, like if if the multiplayer launches matchmaking good enough maps enough content um some um like stuff we haven't seen or heard yet maybe a few more game modes here and there this it could easily be somewhere in the range of nine to ten i think in in terms of reviews the campaign if it hits in the same range like eight to nine i think halo could quite easily quite comfortably become the dominating shooter this year and that's massive so Mm -hmm. um and this is just following that trajectory a little bit it's just everybody is like the only reservation everybody has is that campaign um which ultimately like it's you know it's another conversation but it's interesting it's like does that make a difference with the multiplayer being free to play if the campaign bombs let's say could would halo still have this same effect and i think it might do so we'll see oh okay we seem to have lost him so i'm just going to stop the recording and uh we'll be right back with you okay so um is there anything else you wanted to touch on um for for that for that story of sort of halo infinite uh, interest surging above COD and battlefield um yeah i mean i was going to say that I, I mean you were talking about the whole like campaign and multiplayer and whether or not it make a difference if the campaign bombs i mean i think it will to an extent of the actual name you know right the halo infinite name but at the end of the day they're releasing as two separate products so they're going to be reviewed as two separate products as well so i still think regardless if the campaign was like just pretty lukewarm not great people are still going especially games past subscribers and gonna still be downloading and playing and enjoying the multiplayer that will no doubt in my mind get very well reviewed from what i've played i'd be very very surprised if that multiplayer didn't didn't scrape together a nine like a nine plus so i think it will affect the name but i don't think it will affect the actual product that much and the overall downloads clicks and active player count um too much so yeah yeah definitely no i'm with you there it's like because you know, if, if the overall package was reviewed at like an eight because the multiplayer was like a good nine and the campaign was a seven, uh, maybe, you know, that's underwhelming for a Halo, even though it's a good score. But m- like if in those reviews, it all says, you know, multiplayer, really good, best, best multiplayer this season. It's not like people are locked, like have to buy the full package. So whereas that is a problem for COD, that is a problem for, for Battlefield. I know COD has like Warzone for free, but, you know, they're still doing the multiplayer mm-hmm. as part of the bundle as, as far as I'm aware. So yeah. Um, I think it definitely has that going for it. And I think a lot of people are undervaluing how big that's going to be, especially with it being <laughs> the, like, the best performing and best looking one so far. So I'll have to wait and yeah. see. But just a really interesting sort of trajectory there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, there's a couple of other Halo things. Um, just in case you thought you were going to escape talking about Halo more. Um, there was like... And there's like some weird leaks coming out every week, and I'm not going to talk about every single one because some of them's like you know icons for emblems and um, like loading screens, like customizable loading screens and things like that. Um, and that might not even be launched. Some of it might be cut content. Some of it might be due for a couple of seasons. So there's just no point in going over all of it, all of going over all of it. But this one, however, 
was like actual gameplay that I saw. Um, I've got a link of it on the um, notes if you want to see it, but it essentially showed a limited lives mode called attrition on the maps that we'd already played. So, you know, you have a collective pool of, of 10 lives or whatever for, for 4v4. Um, yeah. And there was reviving, um, which negated the loss mm. in life. Um, so, uh, and, you know, there would be a little, your AI would be there and there'd be a little ball. It looked like it looked like the old active camo balls, you know, like the blue, kind of like that, but obviously not as old. And your AI was in the middle of yeah. it and you could revive. It felt very Trials of Osiris from what I saw. It was only a short video. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I always liked the um, the feel and the flow of those those sorts of games. There's a lot of like tension, um, yeah. And I think one of the the arguably the biggest part of this is um, that towards the end, when you know when these games get towards the end, and you know this people haven't died yet, usually a secondary objective pops up. It'll be like you know hold this zone. In this, a ring closed in the arena. <laughs> Um, oh. Well, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So it's obviously got people speculating about that because that mechanic's already in the game. Is there, or well, we've already said there will be, like it's inevitable, you know, there, there will be a Battle Royale in Halo and I would bet my left toe on it. Um, just a little one. Um, hold him, hold him to that. <laughs> but for launch, I don't know, that's still up for debate i suppose but like that mechanic's already in they've already made it um so yeah i don't know <laughs> thoughts um i mean thoughts on the game mode i i think it fits halo really really well like i think that's fantastic um i i could definitely see that being cool i mean i, I would think that i mean so is it the 6v6 is it no it's 4v4 same same as before same match. oh 4v4 4v4 okay yeah um yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's an element to me thinking that maybe the maps could be a bit smaller to cater for a game mode like that. Because I know, like, the Trials of Osiris maps are tiny, aren't they? But um, they're really not that big. But I'm, I'm just trying to think back to what we played, like Social Slayer. I mean, definitely on, like, the, the firing range one, it works and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it sounds awesome, personally. Um Fits it well, and yeah, def- yeah, definitely, definitely fits it really well. Um, and the whole reviving in Halo is very interesting. That's that's cool, um, and it, it opens the door to messing around with with other game modes that might require reviving as well. Um, they could definitely play around with that. Maybe a search and destroy kind of type thing that could be kind of cool. One life with revives per round, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm completely on board with that. And then the whole ring closing mechanic as well. Obviously, that's a nice. It's nice to know that, like, like you said, it's it's in the game. It's been developed. Um, so there's no reason why they might not play around with that for a BR at a later date. I don't think there'll be a BR at launch. Like, I'm almost convinced there won't be. Um, but yeah, in the future, great. That's that's really cool. I, I really like reviving as a mechanic. Yeah, so, it sounds stupid, cool. but, but I like reviving. That's like they, they added it to Sea of Thieves. Like, I don't know, that's really dumb, but really dumb thing to bring up. But like they added reviving Sea of Thieves just because I think, you know, <coughs> it, it, it always adds an extra element of like interactivity between you and your friends. And um, like a good revive can be just as like satisfying as like a good kill, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an outplay mechanic. You know, you, you, you can use it like that. Yeah, 
for sure. And it, it rewards good positioning and all of that. So because if you die in a good place, you can still get revived. So um, yeah, definitely agree. I think this is really cool, and it, it it draws more attention to the sandbox. I think in in almost a weird way because like if you're fighting over a, a grappling hook, you secure the grappling hook for your teammate. You have to think really carefully how you're going to use that to um, like pressure the other team into making a mistake or to like get getting a life down, you know? Um, so big fan of yeah. this. Um, I think this, this sounds really good. I like that style of game mode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm actually quite, that's actually got me quite excited. Like, I, I would definitely want to play that hundred um, percent. Cause yeah, I enjoy those. It, it, it kind of makes every life feel um, worth something a little bit more and it you, you think about it a bit more rather than yeah. just like rushing down a lane just to get shot or contest a power weapon or something like that you know instead you might just be like okay maybe two or three of us should contest this power weapon i'll go in and you cover me you know this sort of thing because the life is more precious right it's not just you hit your head against a wall and you know you're you're, you're spawned back in it's fine um yeah i actually think it could be really really interesting um and i like it when halo takes um takes it in different directions like i really enjoyed that um that breakout game mode that halo 5 had i thought that was really cool um the faster ttk the the one life per round sort of thing um small custom arenas i was a huge fan of that game mode um so yeah yeah definitely definitely um game modes yeah halo was halo has always thrived with this game mode so i'd like um and it's like it's become a bit of a dying like trend like get lots of different game modes in, in like even like recent cards from what i understand have had like way less you know um it's a bit of an old school thing to have loads and you know like halo would have like multi-team or doubles or i know some of them would cycle in and out like limited time modes but you know like rocket hogs like whatever it was you know like uh just yeah. dumb shit griff ball you know shotty snipers things like this um yeah and i think this is a really interesting thing to add to the mix so we'll have to see hopefully yeah. we'll um see more of it i, I meant to say actually they had three four three have said that they're um in their next update this week sometime they're showing off ranked and competitive um oh, cool to like show how that's all gonna work and stuff um so should be a good update for us yeah i'd like to tune into that that'd be pretty cool yeah wicked all right last halo story of the day um forge more forge stuff leaked holy shit holy shit tim there's proper scripting proper like flowchart scripting um this from what i'm the reactions i'm reading on people because i'm not fully like privy to this but i understand it (laughs) like on at its most basic level um but from what i've read like people say this is like mental uh like full-on scripting um and you could make like full campaign missions with this level of like uh, ability to, to to craft things you know um that's so it, it it's hard to it I, I i guess it's difficult to like sort of um fully visualize because you, you haven't seen what people are going to be able to do with it yet but you know it's going to be mental yeah and we already knew it's going to be mental but this is like another layer of um you know bananas yeah, I mean, it looks crazy. Yeah, it, it looks like you can literally just go in and, and change how your buttons affect and interact with the game and stuff like that um, by the looks of this image and everything like that. You, yeah, you could... That's crazy. 
Yeah, it's crazy. You could literally, you could literally just do whatever you want. You could essentially just develop your your own level and game mode, rather than just tweak something and play around with stats on on like a base level of something. Um, that's yeah, that's kind of crazy um, and really, really exciting. Because, like, I guess. I haven't, since Halo, this has all been happening, I haven't really been thinking, I guess, I don't know, I find it hard to get excited for custom games and Forge. I don't know why, because the majority of my time with Halo 3 was, like, just pissing around in in custom games and Forge. But, Mm -hmm. and again, I think part of it is that I know, you don't know, you can't get excited about what you don't know, like, what isn't made yet, you know? Um, But, like, seeing all these tools here just makes me think that it, it could give us some of, like, the funnest, you know, party modes and it's just it's one of those things that like keeps people on halo like keeps because like i meant to say this actually last night me and um some of our mates we we were like just looking for shit to play we played some lemsit gape and then we went off and fucked around on golf with friends i was just drinking beer laughing my fucking ass off like just smacking an acorn shaped ball around and I couldn't with like 0% gravity. It was so dumb, but sometimes like you just have party nights where like, there's nothing really you're super keen to play and you know, you've got a lot of friends on and you can all just have a good fucking time without Mm -hmm. needing to get sweaty or, you know, so, and being able to do that in Halo without even changing games is like, like this is crazy, man. So hopefully it's worth the delay. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah, judging from from what we're looking at here, it definitely seems like it's right. It's worth a delay. Um, it, it's intimidating. Sure, you could look at this and think that's intimidating. Like that's going to take a very long time to to make something. And I don't know. We definitely have one friend comes to mind that I feel like he could literally live in Forge now, <laughs> um, and that kind of scares me. Um, but yeah, so there is definitely a intimidating part of it, but it's it's so exciting as well, and you could just have so much fun with it and just make the most bullshit things that just don't make sense. Yeah, and when you don't feel like swaying or like playing some multiplayer, you're just like, yeah, let's just let's just fuck around on this, right? Yeah, um, and then you think about the equipment, man, the repulsor, the grappling hooks, the thruster packs. Like you're gonna be able to do some just ridiculous shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Awesome. All right, well, we're done with Halo. We did it. Um, until oh. next time. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, next up is In Exiles. Final multi-platform bit of content ever with uh, the final Wasteland 3 DLC, Cult of the Holy Detonation. Um, I couldn't find any reviews. Um, I, like, I think DLC's depending on the game, don't typically get reviewed. Um, but I've heard through the grapevine, you know, that it's it's really good. Um, it's right in line with the rest of Wasteland 3 stuff, like good dark comedy, um, great RPG systems, world reactivity, all of that. Um, it's playing, playing Mario Rabbids has given me a hankering to go back to this game um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Brian Fargo said it himself in his tweet that it's... It marks the end of an era working with third-party publishers because they were with shit. I can't remember. I thought it was Private Division, but it, I don't think it is. Um, and they, he said himself, we'll get to spend more focus and attention purely on the creative. Um, and as we know, these guys are working on a steampunk game, supposedly with the next biggest budget 
in Xbox Game Studios other than Halo. Um, wow. So, and yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're done. As selfish as, as selfish as it sounds, I'm happy that they're done making content for other platforms. I felt this way with Obsidian when they were finally done with Outer Worlds. I'm like, great. Now they can just make games like that are tailor-made for the, for the Series X and S. Um, and they can really, you know, have that budget and that creative freedom to, to make them better, essentially. So, yeah, man. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It marks a good, a, a, a nice positive end to to an era. Um, and, you know, a, a, a good game. You know, the, Wasteland 3 was a great game from what I heard. I mean, we didn't play it too much, but um, yeah. And and now, like you said, it opens them up to do all their other crazy cool projects. And you know they've ended on a really great note. So, really, as a developer, you can't ask for anything more. So, um, congrats! And yeah, looking forward to seeing what you make yeah. in the future. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, wicked. Yeah, that's an exile. Um, grounded had a new update. Um, hot and hazy. Hot and hazy update. I meant to put a, a link to a video in the um, in the notes, but I, I didn't get around to it. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything about it. Um, this is it's, it's such a funny fucking game. Um, they've added like RPG elements now. Like each character has their own skill tree. I'm not oh. joking. Yeah, um, there's like group skills as well. You can like level up weapons and armor now. Um, uh, there's four new environments, like a sandbox uh, where you can like dig and find shit in it, and it's like really hot, and you have to go from like shade to shade. Um, a place called the Haze, which is like a uh, like a swampy type of area. It's grounded, man. <laughs> I mean, it all sounds great. Um, yeah, Grounded was always a very interesting game. It, it it definitely has it has so much potential, and it is a good game as well. Like. It's such a great idea um, and such a good vision um, for for that type of survival game. Like the whole the whole idea behind it is is just really cool and fascinating. Um, and uh, I have a lot of respect for it, even though I didn't actually get on too well with it. I mean, it, we had fun on it, sure, but those games. And I think at the time we played it, it's so, early access. We played it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they can they can feel a bit chory those kind of games it, it it can be a long it can take a long time before you get to anywhere stable enough to just like put down your controller and like go for dinner that you won't <laughs> die and lose everything you just picked up for the last three hours you know they they can feel yeah they could they can have quite a weight on you when you play them yeah you don't have a spider stepping so, on your house yeah yeah <laughs> But they are also so fun when you get into them with a group of mates as well. And there's a part of me that always wants to go back and, and play this again. Um, yeah, I'm with you. And obviously, this this all sounds great. Like, I'll 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 take that all the time. You know, yeah. If you give me skills and just developing the overall gameplay is fantastic. Not just adding like new materials you can build your house with or something like that. You know, they're actually genuinely changing the core gameplay is is very ballsy to do so yeah nice. yeah i'm uh, i'm totally with you man i'm i'm like i'm always side-eyeing grounded like all the time i suggested it last night when we yeah. were going through our, our uh you know games and apps to like um have a look at like what we're gonna play i was like grounded and everyone was obviously like oh no but i was like i'm not joking <laughs> like i like i kind of think it would just be fun um you know it doesn't have to be like a two-year commitment but um 
it's just very like unique in its presentation and it performs surprisingly well like it performs surprisingly well looks surprisingly good um yeah and the combat is surprisingly fine i know that sounds stupid but like they're quite like the physics in it of like tossing the spears and slingshots and stuff like it just feels surprisingly good um i was was actually about to say is it is it had any next gen um improvements frame rate increases or anything like that i don't think so but it always ran a 60 it always ran a 60 oh okay all right yeah um so yeah um (laughs) <laughs> maybe we should play some grounded tonight um but yeah that's, that's the next update that's the next update um I'm, ha- I'm really happy with that team because it it obviously it, it got a lot of traction when it first launched and it was an obsidian game and everyone was like oh obsidian's bought by microsoft and now they're making stupid like how do i shrink the kids survival games it's like oh my god it's like 12 developers yeah. or whatever so it's um i like the stuff that they're doing with this i guess is what where i'll leave it yeah, yeah. I like that they haven't just left it to like just like die either. You know, they 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 still love it and you can tell it is a, it's a it's a passion project for them. And I'm sure it's got a, a a very healthy player base. Like there's no doubt in my mind that it has a very healthy player base. Um but I I I feel like they update it quite regularly as well. Like I don't feel like these updates come like once a year or, or longer. I feel like they update it They're quite, quite efficient. Quite quick. Yeah. Quite quite efficient. And like we know like we've said this before, but like Obsidian are known for being a very efficient studio. Um they 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 put out stuff quite quick. You know, maybe it's because they're like good at prototyping or they're just comfortable with their setup or their teams or whatever it is. Um but like you know that this is this is going to be something that does continue to get supported because it's now part of Xbox and more than anything else, Phil has been on the record loads of times saying they want like PG games. I'm sure there are going to be more in the future, but Grounded is like perfect for that. Like, oh my god! Like you know, um, get some teenagers or some kids on that. They're going to be loving, like absolutely loving it. Um, so I think they're going to keep supporting Grounded, and Xbox are going to keep supporting Obsidian to make Grounded for like a good time to come. So um, yeah, if keep 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 chipping away, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up is just weird. Xbox being weird. Xbox doing weird shit, shitting out hardware, shitting out brand deals that don't need to be done. <laughs> but, so um, Xbox and Adidas uh, teamed up uh, to make shoes. That's it. That's the story. That's the tweet. <laughs> nice, man. I preferred the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, co- collab but you know <laughs> this is kind of cool i guess um still don't really want to drop like 200 pounds on a pair of adidas shoes no but it's kind of cool i guess i, I mean, don't really feel like i wear <sighs> trainers like that much anymore i, I just i don't know who's buying this no me neither it's kind of weird i mean most people don't really fucking buy green trainers anyway <laughs> but Green is a very hard color to match. You get you have green trainers with blue jeans. You look kind of weird. You look like a dumbass. Yeah. I mean, maybe like You're like black jeans or like charcoal kind of jeans. Yeah. Maybe it kind of works, but it's still a bit weird. Like it's just <laughs> get away with some chinos, some sand chinos, maybe. But it's a bit of a clash. Yeah, it's just not. I. 
Because the thing is, the person who's likely to buy this is probably a nerd. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> like no offense, but you're probably a nerd, like, and you're probably not exercising. I know, I'm making assumptions here. Okay, fine. Dude, Fucking sue me. Um, I lift, bro. They're trainers. Okay, but you're not. You're not running in these, are you? You're not running out in your Xbox shoes. I mean, maybe that's the whole thing that they're trying to get nerds to exercise more. I'm a nerd. But I wouldn't wear these when I exercise. You do need to exercise. More. Shut up, man. That's not true. <laughs> I. And so I the I just don't know who so I guess it's just being treated as more of a collector's item I I guess yeah yeah exactly they'll probably have limited stock uh, and it would just be like a, a fun little thing um, yeah it's it's not going to be a continuous <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's a bit weird oh and the fridge I forgot about the fridge although that was actually kind of funny but Xbox fridges, mini fridge yeah that's happening yeah fridge is cool plus that actually it. caters to nerds because they can store their fucking red bulls and monsters and jugs that and makes that. sense crispy cream donuts yeah exactly oh wow and you're deep, you can put your Adidas shoes in there as well <laughs> yeah, of course yeah who doesn't like a nice cold shoe on a on a foot just before a run oh god actually that sounds good yeah so when you take your that. socks off in bed you know it's good oh you wear socks to bed alright I do we're moving on I wear it's them fucking... so I can take them off you know? Oh, so you wear them until your feet get uncomfortably sweaty, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. when you take yeah. them off." That's and then I like get the quilt and like rub that shit like on my oh. feet, <laughs> so it's like all cold. The bottom of your quilt just must be so covered in feet sweat. That's gross. And my feet don't really sweat, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you get sweaty feet in bed? If I wear socks, yes. What socks are you wearing? So sweaty. (laughs) So sweaty. Have like bear fur wrapped around your feet. I'm moving on. You're weird. You wear socks to bed. I'm not weird. You're weird. No. If you you clip this part of the podcast and tweet it or put it on Facebook or anything, you will have comments saying you're weird. I win this argument. Do it. Clip it. Not true. I dare you. I will. I fucking will. I'd put a poll up if we had more than eight eight followers on Twitter. I'd put a poll up well, and we'd have answers. <laughs> just do it. No, because Post I it to like all the fucking Reddits. No, because I don't even if you get banned. I don't sleep in socks, really, unless I'm really cold. I take them off. Oh thank God. If you slept in socks, I think I feel like we'd be cancelled. Cancel culture. We're done. We're done if you slept in socks. <laughs> well, if it's cold no you. Maybe you just Move need on. some comfier socks, man. There's okay, an Xbox all right. there and the controller <laughs> here. I can see in the notes. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, yeah, the 20th anniversary um, Xbox controller and headset. And they're literally just they're just the normal controller and headset uh, with a uh, like translucent plastic. And um, I don't know. It doesn't do anything. I don't like that. I think you quite like the see-through plastic, don't you? You're into that, correct? <laughs> yeah sorry i was trying to just keep like a really straight face for, like, <laughs> all <some> right <laughs> um yeah it's all right but it's it's unnecessary and i don't know why this they're doing this it's a bit of fun for the 20th anniversary i guess 20th anniversary i mean i got that cup a while back that's a really cool cup yeah. i'm actually wearing the but shirt then they went for yeah they went for like a i know <clears throat> why didn't they i think it would have been cooler if they kept like the gold the gold theme yeah, I, I I don't know. Why'd they go see through? Twenty years know. ago, Xboxes weren't see through. I, I guess maybe maybe it's literally like paying homage to to like 
that that was like a popular thing like 20 years ago like early 2000s see-through plastic oh look at the innards of your fucking like controller oh like it's mm. yeah i sure. guess so so anyway i think it looks like yeah. shit but whatever i, I like the color yeah. palette I, th- I like the color palette of black and green i just don't like the see-through thing um yeah yeah makes it look cheap to me but yeah whatever uh, this is weird this is really fucking weird um you can connect so this controller this controller only you connect to your xbox uh and it unlocks a dynamic theme for you that you can use like a 20 20th anniversary one um that like moves around and fucking uh why am i not entitled to a 20th anniversary theme and i say buy your controller if you take that theme off it disappears until you reconnect that controller. So you could like give it to a friend by connecting controller to their Xbox, but as soon as they take it off, it goes. This is a really weird thing. This is really weird. It's dumb. It's weird, right? Just give it to me. It's really dumb. I just want my background. I would, I would you put enough that on. money. Yeah, I would put that on like, if they just release it. Maybe they will at some point, but I don't know. I hope so. I don't like that. I don't like that either. It's really annoying. It's a bit petty. <laughs> yeah. We hardly have any dynamic backgrounds. You're just starting to introduce them and then you tie it behind a fucking hardware sale. Yeah. And it's like, I've, Screw you, man. I've bought stuff. Like, why can't I... Like, I just don't... Bleh. Yeah, it triggered me a little bit. We don't often get triggered on the podcast unless we're talking about And stuff. it looks kind of cool as well, the background. It's like Matrix-y. It yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. What the hell, cool. man? Philly steak. Philly cheese steak. Give me some more dynamic backgrounds. Yeah, one of him would be great. That would be great. Just like him, just doing like a really slow wink, <laughs> just on repeat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I'd do that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's um, this week's section of Xbox wasting money. Um, <laughs> next up is Games Pass. Your Games Pass editions. We've spoken about Back for Blood, um, which I'm going to say again, perfect Games Pass game. Would be really hesitant to drop full price on it. I'm assuming it's full price. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Philly Cheesesteak. You've redeemed yourself. Yeah. Um, we've also got Tabs, totally accurate battle simulator, which you thought was a the battle royale one, right? I explain. Yeah, it turns out there's a totally there's a totally accurate battle royale. It's called no battlegrounds. So it's, it's tags, not tabs. So th- this was the first one that obviously inspired them to make a, a Battle Royale-themed one. But I- I've seen, like, YouTubers. There's this YouTuber I watch called uh, Tio, who's, like, really funny. Um, I've seen him play the-, the Battle Royale version with his friends, and it just looks fucking hilarious. It looks so funny and wacky. And I, was- I thought it was that, and I got really excited. Um, but it's not. It's just... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like like one of our friends said. I'm not even sure if this is multiplayer. I think it. I'm, I'm not sure how it works, but kind of bum me out. Okay, it turns out you can do. There is two v two co op on this uh, though. I, I didn't know there was co op in this, but apparently there is. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm like. I just run really quickly because maybe I shouldn't. No, it's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> so um, there's other stuff that I've never heard of. Ring of Pain, The Good Life. <laughs> uh, don't know, I can't read that. The next one. Visage and The Rift Breaker. Can you see what that other yeah. one is at the bottom left? Can you see that? It says... 
procession. Caldu. Caldu. Collardu. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. The, the, the prove- No, that says the procession of cavalry. Cavalry. Oh, yeah, that does say cavalry, yeah. Does it say cavalry? I thought it said Collardu. Cavalry? <laughs> it's not even a word. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the it, possession it, of Caldu. <laughs> it is it's cavalry, I think. Oh, God. Whatever, that one. Yeah. That one, yeah, anyway, wicked. Um, back for Blood is obviously the stand out there. Tabs is pretty cool. It always looks like a good time. Um, so maybe, I think I might have put it on download, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and cool. uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light makes its way to PC, Games Pass as well, which is lovely. Um, <coughs> huge, huge Game Pass edition. So that's, um, that's good for PC. Awesome. Okay, we're coming to the final bits and bobs. We've got the first party party now, um, even though I guess we kind of have already spoken about in Exile with uh, their DLC. But, you know, it's fine. Cut me some slack. It's been a hard week, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, famous uh, Xbox Insider, Clobril. He's a little fucking squirrel on Twitter. You should know him by now. Says... Uh, mm-hmm. Compulsion Games is working on a dark fantasy third-person action adventure. We know Compulsion Games, developers of We Happy Few, have been developing a game in a while. We know that a couple members of staff have said in interviews that this is like the most exciting pitch of a game they've ever worked on. We know that Phil Spencer has like personally called out Compulsion Games as one of the studios under Xbox that he's most excited about in terms of their like creative potential. Um we didn't know until now what sort of game they were making. Clobber has said it's a dark fantasy third person action adventure. Given how wacky We Happy Few was and all the stuff in that, I obviously am very excited to see where this goes. Um, and this obviously fills a gap in the portfolio of games that Xbox needs. So, anything to add? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, it's it's a very it's a very cool genre. It's very <laughs> cool. Um, type of game to make like you said we don't tend to make too many of those as a, as a studio um playstation has tons of them um so it might be kind of cool to have a story driven third person game um <clears throat> set in uh th- yeah this was the one though this is no i can't remember but yeah um sounds cool sounds great can't complain nothing nothing much more to add there nothing much more to add there um I think it's it's just one of those things that people have been like on full alert about the Xbox needs, you know, third person action adventure games to counter Sony. And it's like, they don't do they? Like, yeah, okay, they'll plug that gap at some point. But like, mm. you know, and it's not like dark fantasy, like not all of their games are going to be dark fantasy because we've, we've spoken about the, the overabundance of that genre in the AAA space anyway, at least um, before. But um, yeah, so... We know if you are coming, you know, uh, Fable is going to be third person. Hellblade to Indiana Jones probably will be as well. Uh, Starfield will have both. Elder Scrolls, yada yada, the list goes on and on. And so it's just a nice one to add to that catalogue. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll hear about that, um, like, if not this year at E3 next year. Yeah. This was really new. I just saw the next bit of news um, about machine games, developers of Wolfenstein. Um, I just grabbed a screen of this earlier, uh, but they are working on an unannounced title according to a job description. 
I mean, I know that should sound kind of obvious, but we we know they're developing Indiana Jones, and we Pete Hines of Bethesda has said, um, whatever he is, what does he do over there? Is he marketing? Might be marketing. Can't remember. Uh, community director might be community director. Maybe he's both. Uh, he said that Wolfenstein Three is going to happen at some point. That's all we know. Um, mm. We all because it's been radio silence for so long. We kind of all assumed that because machine games are making this game for disney that they've dropped everything else and they're just like 100 percent on uh indie to to make sure disney you know the, the big mouse is happy um yeah but i mean this is like this is wolfenstein this is what you can't trick me this is wolfenstein this is wolfenstein 3 so it's gotta be it's gotta be probably yeah i wonder if they'll put co-op in it Probably not. What, Wolfenstein 3? No. No, I think they'll keep it as a single player. Yeah. Uh, sort of story well. game. Um, they might have a cool multiplayer game mode. Like a little spin-off thing. But no, I don't think they'll mess with the formula for the, for the single player. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So, uh, we'll have to see where that goes. But um, Machine Games, they've, they've also hired like 10 to 12 uh like developers over the last six months as well so they're growing a bit as well and they've been quite high talent recruitments as well um i think there was someone from like rockstar and like sony studios as well so they're obviously suiting up for indie but obviously the the rest of their stuff as well yay that was the first party pie good job everyone nice short we did it nice short yeah um as we come towards the end uh, Jim Ryan, Big J himself, um, head of PlayStation Studios over there, um, had an interview with GameIndustry.biz, um, and it was just kind of interesting because he had like this whole conversation about um, console sales, like seeming to have a bit of a, a soft cap, where like even when there is a console dominating the market, they never seem to be able to breach a certain number. I can't, I can't remember the number exactly, um, and obviously xbox's solution to this is um x cloud play anywhere with pc um nintendo they want to treat it as a portable console to try and like get a bit of each market sony on the other hand have been doubling down on the idea or at least from a like a pr angle have been doubling down on the idea of like exclusive you know triple games you could only play on your playstation and then obviously Xbox caught a lot of heat for like putting their games on PC for ages, and Sony were like, "We believe in generations. Don't even worry about it. PlayStation Five only. Games developed just for your PlayStation." And then they slowly started like rolling their games out to PC, and people went. People are really weird. People do weird stuff, man. Somebody threw their controller at their TV in anger. They were like, "Why would you do this? Why would you put Horizon on PC?" Um, it's oh, just so weird. Um, so, uh, fuck, where was I going with that? So I think it's just weird. Cause I, I, I don't trust what Jim Ryan says ever because he's like repeatedly says stuff, which isn't true just because it sounds good at the time. Um, that like stacking 2021 with release dates. Okay, fine. I'll give you the, um, I'll give you the, uh, a bit of a leeway because of COVID, uh and the whole we believe with generations thing the whole like oh you know we're developing for ps5 and so when they say that they want ps playstation games playable everywhere like i don't know what he means by that i don't know if it's just an empty platitude 
or if it's like we actually are going to look into more solutions to get to try and break that console ceiling you know um we know they're pushing more and more games into P- onto PC, even though they're not doing it day and date like Xbox are. They're doing it like maybe six months down the line. Will they look into streaming more? Will they have a, like a PS Vita successor? You know, that console kind of died. So who knows? But yeah, I'm sorry it was interesting to bring up because it's not in line with the rest of the philosophy that the PlayStation seems to be driving by. I don't know if this is like reactive to the strategy that xbox has been having or if it's like i said just an empty platitude what do you think um i think it's something that they'll they'll probably explore right i think it's it's really i mean aside from a potential really backfire on a toxic fan base it is kind of a win-win for them to branch out and put their games on pc right from a business standpoint um it's just more sales right ka-ching but it does depend on how it reacts with their with their already established fan base, um, which obviously is not going down too well. So, I think the main battle they're having there is is how it's going to affect um, concurrent users, um, rather than they they know it's a win for the future um, in terms of just pure sales and stuff like that. But yeah, they they have to be careful how they how they uh trigger their their current fan base that they've they've built up so i think it's it's something that they they want to explore and maybe they're just testing the waters by by giving it a bit of public eye and seeing how much backlash it gets and then based on that they're like oh we were kidding or like we meant it in this way not the way that you're thinking or if it goes down all right maybe they will start to look into it more but yeah it's definitely reactive based on xbox's success with it and extra sales and stuff like that i i I do think it's something they want to do yeah and that's the thing is it's hard to pinpoint like if this is a strategy they already had in mind and now they're reacting to xbox or if it's like they didn't have it in mind and that's why a lot of their pr speak has been contrary to uh to xbox's approach to the business but now they're like oh yeah no definitely definitely you know uh want to want to put it on pc and they've because they've explored like similar things like obviously ps now is streaming i think you can i think you can only do that to uh your playstation and i guess your old vita as well um and they had they have like remote play as well which is quite good i've used it before like you know it's uh, give props to it i've used it before to like my mac and pairing the controller to my uh Mac was a breeze, way easier than it was to pair my Xbox controllers, but now, thankfully, they've been updated and it's, it's easy as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think it is, you can see bits and bobs of it in the strategy in the past. It's just they're not quite there fully committing. Because, um, of course, like the argument that people will say, they'll be like, oh, well, if I can play your games on PC, why would I buy a console? And I just don't think Sony are willing to put, it, well, it doesn't seem like they're willing to put their money where their mouth is yet and, like, launch games day and date on pc and playstation because they kind of want to tease they want to give people a reason to keep buying playstations whereas xbox is beyond that xbox is a platform now and it's not even up for debate you know um xbox and pc are together and that's just how it is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah they're just not ballsy enough to take that final step they're kind of just testing the waters and just seeing how it how it goes 
Yeah, and I, you know, frankly, you know, I, they don't have the same infrastructure as, as Microsoft and Xbox do. You know, Xbox has Games Pass to make to like lower that barrier to entry. They have X Cloud. They have all of this, whereas PlayStation doesn't have that. So it is a bit of a risky adventure. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, it was uh, it was worth bringing up in yeah. the last story for today. Unavoidable, absolutely useless for me. But Windows Eleven launched. Um, you know, Xbox had retweeted it and said, "Oh, you know, it's the easiest." You know. Uh, uh, OS for for gaming now. This, that, and the other. Uh, I have a Mac. I don't use Windows other than on my work computer. So, does this? Do you use Windows at all? I think you're on your personal laptop, right? No, no, you I don't, don't. I don't have a laptop. No, I mean, I I, I work on Mac and I work exclusively with Macs at my company. Um, well, not exclusively. There is a handful of Windows computers which will obviously now operate on Windows 11. Um, but yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, I've read into it a little bit, just job-wise. Um, and it looks pretty shit hot. Like, Windows 11 does look really nice, and um, it's definitely a lot of improvements over 10. Um, so yeah, I'm quite excited for it. And yeah, if, it, if it's beneficial to, to gamers, which obviously Windows, if you're a PC gamer, you have to, you have to use Windows, right? It's, uh, I don't think it's such a thing as a Mac gamer, so um yeah it's it, it's exciting it's, it's very exciting it has potential to be massive if they're releasing a new os that um is the most intuitive it's ever been with gaming so it's it's a big deal but doesn't affect yeah. me directly too much i saw some stuff about like because they've like revamped the app store haven't they like the like the um yeah i can't, I can't have made like an app store like like apple do um yeah with the microsoft store they've integrated it into the os yeah yeah and i've seen you can like download the epic store from there as well which apparently is new or something maybe you had to download it from a website before or whatever yeah i think it was just that you downloaded that it's a separate client yeah 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 that's what i meant um so yeah i mean it doesn't affect like i said it doesn't affect me at all um the only thing the literally the only thing i want is xbox to bring that the xbox app to max because like I find myself using like the app on my phone sometimes, and like when I'm on my Mac, like it, it can be nice to remote play from there, uh, from like a a device which I can't you can't do unless the app exists. Obviously, there's X Cloud, but like there are times where it's like my Wi-Fi is more reliable than like the cloud, you know, and that's not mm-hmm. a, a, a dig at the cloud. That's just like how it is. Um, so yeah, uh, but you know maybe you know this is is likely to be something which is useful for um the 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 pc part of of xbox's strategy so we'll we'll just have to wait and see i know like the windows game store has been like a big turn off for a lot of people um so i'm sure there's been some developments in that department as well so yeah 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 absolutely yeah I, i wouldn't be surprised if they completely revamped it so yeah yeah, and if there's anybody else out there who's using Windows or Windows 11, um, you know, let us know if there has been any developments in that area that you're familiar with. Um, is it better? Is it worse? Um, are you hopeful? Um, but other than that, all news stories. We did it. Controversial topics. Um, socks in bed. Uh, grounded's cool. Um, Halo's winning. <laughs> uh, Xbox wastes money on weird partnerships with shoes uh that's pretty much it really that's the tldr um yeah tim my boy got any closing thoughts for this marvelous episode i mean my only closing thought is i think this might be our longest episode ever 
on record. Oh, I you know, we've gone for, for actually, I think we might be approaching the two hour mark. Well, I think like, we're just genuinely. over it. Yeah, we're just over it. Yeah. So yeah, that's just, if that doesn't deserve a million followers, <laughs> I don't know what does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure uh, you made it this far, listener. Thank you. De- yeah. Definitely didn't click off at minute three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. With that <laughs> intro you did today probably like the first like 10 seconds there yeah uh no 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 closing statements from me it's been uh it's been fun to talk about everything we have in today's episode and uh yeah i look i actually quite look forward to talking about back for blood next week yeah man same yeah we'll um we'll be back you can bet on that (laughs) with some back for blood impressions uh and other than that drink some orange juice (laughs) Make sure you put some water in the freezer so that you have ice when you're hot. Um, (laughs) Boil your kettle so that you can fill up your drinks and your water bottle. And have a good time. Bye, everyone. I think people have to use their appliances. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.